last week. You said to me, Dylan, mm-hmm. you were quite happy with the hip hop songs. Mm-hmm. That's me, man. I know, it's you. I'm the sample king. You are. Jimi Hendrix of Amani. The Jimmy of Amani, indeed. Listen to this stuff. I know, it's beautiful. God bless. Thank God for the Dobby Bears. I know. Check, check, Dylan Dobby. I love it. What's the name of the saxophone player, by the way? Nah, fuck no. So you're probably thinking about Marcia Parker. Man, he's he's been around for years. And it's not him, no man. Brother Dolby, brother Dolby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you listening to me? Yes, I'm listening to you. Are you listening to me? Because I'm listening to you. Check it, check it, brother Dolby. Check it, brother Dolby. Brother Dolby, brother Dolby. Yeah, yeah. Are you I'm listening, listening to you? Check, check it one two, check it one two, Dylan Dolby, check it. Um, what I wanted to say was um, I don't know, I, for, I forgot what we were talking about. What are we doing on the show tonight, Brother Dolby? Just getting loose, my man. Um, got the glass shards on tonight. It's a glass shards, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Actually, we've got Oliver from Glass Yards, and we're going to be talking about his music. He's from Hamilton. From Hamilton. The true deep dark creative capital of New Zealand. Or maybe that's Palmerston North or Dunedin. But a creative capital nonetheless. The best. It's Hamilton. It's not shit. It's true. Hamilton's the place you want to go if you want to like really know how to like. It's the Dolby of New Zealand. It is the Dolby of New Zealand. No, it's not. Hamilton's a dump. Everyone from Hamilton is a fucking charm. No man, that's that's just racist. Oh, yeah, Hamiltonians. Okay. That's, that's, we don't condone that sort of stuff here. Check it, check it. Dolby Brothers, Dolby City is the best. Rocking up beats from here to motherfucking Budapest. And taking the first out of Hamilton, that's an old joke that was oh, in the come 90s. On. Just, can we stop talking about Hamilton? What? What are, you, what, are you, what are we even talking about, Brother Dolby? I don't get it. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, you got me talking about Hamilton. Are we uh, Glass Shards? Okay. That's what we're talking about. We've got the Glass Shards coming up. Um, we got off track. That's no, good. Anyway, let's get this rocking. The best in the manner, eh? Because um, everyone knows we're the best, right? Yeah, you're right, actually. We are the best in Dolby City. And apparently we're the second best in Amanu. No. Is that right? No, 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 you're far wrong. We're still the best in the manner, brother Dolby. What have, what have you done? What do you mean? What have you been doing? What are you talking about? Okay. No, to be to be fair to Hamilton, if I look on our guest list so far, um, Sven Olsen, no, he's not from Hamilton. Dan Powell, I've met in Hamilton, and he's a lot in Hamilton. Bit of Defeat, Hamilton. Dave Normal, Hamilton. Chris Wilson, no. Chris Eustace, no. There are any dreams, no. The Flaming Bridges used to play in Hamilton. 
Emmett Snake Bean sees Hamilton. Mr. Sterile, well, he, he's not from Hamilton. I get it, I get it, I get it. I think it might be time to, uh, I think, are they here? Glass shards, let's go. We'll run an ad.
Well, that was Things Seem a Little Off by The Glass Shards, and I am truly blessed to have Oliver from Glass Shards in the studio with me tonight. Oliver, I want to know, first of all, um, how many how many shards are there, and who are The Glass Shards? Um, so it's just me, just Oliver. It's kind of, like, been going on since day one, really. Like, I've been operating under the banner since 2011, but it was kind of like this ongoing thing since I was a teenager. I just kind of like sit in my room and make loops and like yeah. little electronic loops and loops and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I came to university in 2010 and did the screen media course at the university, which had, sorry, the University of Waikato. And um, as part of that, we learned how to use Pro Tools and Ableton and like yeah. kind of uh, music production software on the computer. And it meant that like all these kind of disparate ideas at that time, I was finally able to record and kind of like organize and put them into a musical structure. Prior to that, I was just be like sitting in a room alone, hitting a single note for like an hour and recording the reverb as it tails off and doing this kind of like, kind of almost like sad kind of stuff in my room and no one was talking to me. Yeah. Um, but I love doing it, so I was just kind of like, it just carried on to the point where I could write music properly. But yeah, so 2011, I had all these tracks kind of accumulating, and so I just decided to release some songs under the name Glass Shards. Because, like, yeah, that's kind of what the music sounds like to me, kind of like a broken window um, falling on some concrete. Your music evokes, like, a dark, apocalyptic sort of menace. Has oh, this, this is a strange question, but has Living in Hamilton had any any influence on that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's something that I like. Kind of enjoy evoking. Like I grew up on, on Nine Inch Nails and Skinny Puppy and um, Modest Mouse and Mastodon and all that kind of stuff. And the like attraction to that kind of music to me is that they're kind of telling stories about these kind of broken environments where you know things aren't kind of white picket fences all the way around and kind of unclean and kind of a little bit dangerous. We've been lucky enough to have a number of guests on our show from Hamilton and there seems to be so many creative people hanging around the underground, which sort of runs contrary to the popular perception of Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try and coherently state two kind of things that come out of that. Um, and it's going to contradict myself. But basically, like, the, the really amazing thing about Hamilton is that there is a ton of independent art happening at all times. There's people doing live music and videos and um, paintings, art galleries and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, we don't have that many large scale venues that attract overseas artists to perform here. And so out of, out of that, there is a whole lot of really like amazing artists working on their own steam here and kind of showcasing in small shows. Um, but because of the lack of international artists, we get, kind of get a lot of flat for being this city where nothing happens. And I think, I really think that's the benefit of Hamilton is that like, we don't have, you know, Cindy Lauper coming here or uh, um, Ed Sheeran, Rod Stewart. Yeah, none of those like major artists coming to our city. And so the the people who are really passionate about the arts work their butt off to make it kind of worth sticking around and seeing shows, you know? I think I think that's a benefit and a curse, you know, concurrently. Like, 
I, I love the city because of the community of artists. Man, there's a lot of Hamilton and Dolby City, I can tell you that now. You kind of end up with these sort of nothing happening DIY, create your own fun cities. That's Hamilton, eh? There's this really amazing um, duo of artists uh, called um, Beef and Zard. So it's King Komodo and the Thief of Baghdad. They're a rap duo and they kind of really, they're really fucking DIY. They're a rap duo and they kind of take recordings from the 90s of that kind of era of advertisement and a lot of cartoons and like I think that they're kind of like one of the bands that really epitomizes that independent DIY grungy kind of thing yeah. you know they make like amazing imagery completely independent like rap music like with their own produced beats and everything um but yeah like there's there's so many bands that are still doing that like doing the whole independent thing printing their own zines making their own posters like it's fucking insane because like you kind of do lose people every now and then to wellington or but people that remain like like the hardest working people i ever have met like and like because those people are leaving all the time they kind of become a bit more intensive about the out of making zines and music and all that kind of art because it feels like you're kind of scrabbling together your resources and making sure that the art and the story of the city keeps going. Yeah, but uh, listening to your sounds, I can, I can, I can feel like other influences beyond, beyond you know the realms of Hamilton City. Um, l talk a little bit about some of your your influences. I know that's a shockingly cliched question. No, man, I'm trying to listen to everything. Like, I. I, I'm a bit of a kind of arrogant prick, really. <laughs> no. I feel like I should listen to more New Zealand artists, but uh, I kind of just like to listen to a lot of pop music and stuff from overseas. I love Death Heaven so much. Like, they're the kind of pop band that I've listened to for the last three years. But yeah, Death Heaven and like Naked and Famous and all sorts of kind of like really beautiful pop music. I love, but I also love really heavy fucking metal, like Dillinger Escape Plan is a total vibe. Um, but yeah, it's like, that, that's the thing about Glass Shards, it's trying to take the different extremes of those tastes and kind of mash them together in an electronic setting somehow, you know? Man, sounds positively like bipolar, I love it. So I want to know, you know, we're quite lucky here in Dolby City, we've got quite a nice studio. Um, how, how do you record your music? Like you sound like you got a, a nice setup going on. Only this year, man. Like only the last year or so have I kind of finally cobbled together my dream setup. Um, but like for years prior to this year and last, I kind of relied on like old pirate gear kind of stuff, like really janky setups of, you know, I'd have a um, Scarlet audio interface from like the op shop from like eight or nine years ago. Um, a microphone that I've used for like 10 years, 11 years plus, um, that I got at a Sunny's outlet in Bangladesh. Um, but yeah, I like the, the drive for me is to use like really limited equipment and try and get the most out of it. And that was like the dream to me was to kind of take crappy little dinky keyboards, like monophonic little keyboards yep. that you buy at $5 from Kmart or something and turning that into something that was like 
kind of beautiful sounding. You're speaking my language, but come on, spit it out. What's the setup? Yeah, my 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 most like crucial setup is just a laptop with Ableton. Like I can I can do anything with that. Like just stop plugging. I can if you give me like an hour, I can have like a full song. I know like most of the standard plugins at this point, and how to like make something good out of that. But like I've been building and building more stuff into my rig and kind of taking things apart. And I acquired this thing for the FR Force last year, which is like every kind of musical performance device rolled into one. It's like, do you know the Ableton Push? No, to be honest, I'm actually pretty limited when it comes to um, stuff in general like that. It's so like Ableton is a door, it's a digital audio workshop, uh, workstation, and you can like record in it, produce things in it, uh, do mixing and mastering and all that kind of stuff. Um, and write songs from scratch essentially just using like the inbuilt synthesizers and drum machines and whatnot. And there's this thing, an instrument called the Ableton Push, which basically like takes all of the like MIDI writing and performing capabilities and puts it into a single device. You can basically use it as an instrument and never have to touch your computer at all. It's like the ability to play melodic information and change like pitch values and oscillators and reverb and delays and all that stuff in one single thing. Um, and the only drawback to that is that you still have to have a laptop running Ableton and an audio interface if you're wanting to perform live and kind of stuff. And so like by the time you kind of get to a performance you've got about like five or six pieces of output gear it kind of becomes a hassle. I found the the ultimate solution. This thing called the Akai Force is basically like your computer and your audio recording equipment and like performance device and synthesizer and, and everything built into this little like 16 uh, button array devices. Fucking amazing. I'm gonna send Brother Dolby out shopping tomorrow. Hey, um, recording, uh, you've released an EP recently called Another Mistake. Tell me about like, you're recording that and your history of recording that sort of thing. I I had written like quite a few EPs in the past and the first two were sounds vocals that were just an instrumental two two instrumental EPs. And then I wrote an entire album's worth of music and recorded vocals and did that for about two and a half years and kind of like exhausted myself at the end of that. Um, and then I started writing the next one, which is another mistake, and wrote about 20 songs and then whittled that back to about 15 and 10, and this took about two and a half years. And I was kind of getting a little bit bloated and I was experiencing like tinnitus and kind of wanted to not have to worry about damaging my ears for ages. And yeah, I like, I have a lot of complaints about it. I won't rattle on too much about it. Hey, so if um, any of our listeners want to tune into some of your songs, where's the best place to go to to have a listen? Oh, Bandcamp. Yeah. Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, just look up Last Shards on either. You should be able to find me relatively easily. Hey, look, look thanks for joining us on the show this evening. Um, and I'd really like to get you back, actually, at some point, because it's been so nice talking about the more technical aspects of, of recording and struggling as an artist. You're very welcome. Look forward to the next one. Oh, 100%. Thanks so much. Cool. Cheerio. We're going to go out with a final track called Finally Success. 
people tell you sometimes to stop blowing your own trumpet? Tell them to get fucked. Come along to Dolby City Brass, because we can teach you how to play any instrument you like, and you can blow your own trumpet all evening long, and everyone will enjoy it. They will, I promise. All your money back. want to sound like this guy give us a call at Dolby Brass and we'll have you blowing your own trumpet in no time at all don't be square get all your fixes and mixes with Dolby Radio thanks for tuning in to Radio Dolby 89.6 FM I'd just like to say thank you very much to Glass Shards for coming on. Thanks to Shona May. And uh, I'm just loving Brother Dolby. He's got this, uh, got some new toys. I'm not sure what it is. It's like got lots of buttons and lights. And he's like, he's been playing with it a lot recently. Just a little heads up if you want to come on the show. Um, contact us at dolbybros at gmail.com we'd love to have you on we'll take almost anything to be honest next week I have no idea who's coming on the show um, could be a one-off like one, two, three, five, six possible people um, song now I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder and I looked and behold a white horse he who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering to conquer and when he opened the second seal I heard the second living creature saying,
and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. And when he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales on his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quarter of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, So I looked, and behold, a pale horse. Death and by the beasts of the earth. <laughs>